Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of the Rosie B's Rock and Wrestling Podcast. I do want to start off by thanking everybody that listened to my first episode last Monday. Um, it was pretty exciting. I had I had uh, about twenty people listen to it, so that was pretty awesome. I honestly wasn't even expecting that, so that's really cool. Let's just jump right into all the wrestling stuff I got to talk about today, because there is a lot I want to cover. Alright, so basically last Monday night on Raw, there was a lot of heat between Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley. Now, this has been going on for weeks now, but last, uh, last week, Roman and Lashley were in a tag match against The Revival, and Bobby Lashley actually walked away and let the Revival just beat up Roman Reigns. And this was all because Roman Reigns was refusing to tag Lashley in. And he ended up being, you know, left defenseless. Now, Roman wrestled earlier, uh, earlier that day because the beginning of Raw, um, Roman Reigns came out and started talking and ended up being interrupted by Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. Now, they came out to the ring, and they started beating him up, but obviously, of course, one half of the Shield, Seth Rollins, came to the rescue, and they asked Kurt Angle for a tag match. Now, because Roman Reigns was already in a match, he did not care. He wrestled twice Monday night. And uh, if you ask me... Um, I, I think Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre are a perfect team. Uh, in my eyes, I feel like they're one of the most dominant teams on the Raw roster. I mean, yes, we do have some really good tag teams on the roster, and I'm not taking anything from them. But ever since Drew McIntyre returned and ended up becoming a tag uh, team um, partner with Dolph Ziggler, they, you know, they have been unstoppable, which is really amazing, and, uh, you know, they've come a long way, especially, you know, with the way that Dolph Ziggler was a few months back before he got teamed up with Drew McIntyre. He didn't want to have entrance music. He was coming out to all different types of people, uh, being other people, dressing as The Undertaker, and, you know, stuff like that, so... I mean, he was just trying to find himself, and I think, honestly, this is the best thing that WWE has done with Dolph Ziggler and putting the uh, Intercontinental Championship belt around his waist. I think, besides The Miz, Dolph Ziggler is one of the best IC champs that we've had in a really long time. Now, speaking of tag teams and feuding, between the Deleters of Worlds, which... If you don't know, it is Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt um, and the B-Team. Now, that is just a really awesome feud because if you do not know, or for many of you who are wrestling fans and do know, that Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas are actually brothers in real life. So when they do their promos and... Uh, Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas are trying to pretend to be Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. It's really easy for Bo Dallas to pull that off 
because, you know, he is his brother and he can sound just like him. It's really awesome. And uh, I think their feud is just absolutely amazing, especially Curtis Axel. He does an amazing job pretending to be Matt Hardy. And the whole Woken gimmick is really awesome. So I really enjoy watching them, you know, make asses out of themselves. But it's really cool to just sit there and watch it. And I, I really do enjoy it. Um, now, one of the things is the B team. Um, Curtis Axel went against Matt Hardy for two weeks in a row and beat him. And it starts to make me wonder what's going to happen this Sunday at Extreme Rules. Do you guys think that we're going to have new tag team champions for Raw? Let me know what you think. Just comment below. Now, one thing that really had me cracking up was the end of Monday Night Raw. And if you did watch it, everybody knows what I'm talking about. So, for the past few weeks, obviously, Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens have been having this little funny uh, feud thing. And uh, Braun Strowman's a really funny guy. Um, Kevin Owens decided that he was going to hide in a porta potty. Let's just soak that in for a second because I think everybody knows where I'm going with this one. So, Braun Strowman found out where he was because I guess Kevin Owens, you know, made a noise or whatever. And Braun Strowman knocked on the door and it was really funny. Ended up pulling this porta potty to the main stage and literally pushed him off. Now, that must have been a really shitty ride, pun intended. So, that was a really awesome, funny way to end Monday Night Raw last week. I thought it was hysterical. Um, my, <laughs> my dad was actually really, uh, was laughing hysterically, too. And he was like, yeah, that's pretty shitty. Um, but it was really funny. Now, moving on to SmackDown. The start of SmackDown, I'm not going to lie, was absolutely awesome. Team Hell No came out, and everybody knows that, uh, you know, what, like five, six years ago when Team Hell No uh, was the tag team champions, everybody knew that they were, you know, joking around and blah, blah, blah. So it was, you know, Daniel Bryan wasn't the yes guy. He was always, no, no, no. So... Kane tells Daniel Bryan, you know, I've always had your back no matter what. And it became the whole thing, you know, the no, the yes, the no. And uh, it was really funny. Um, Daniel Bryan actually, later on in the night, printed out or whatever, wrote down things that Kane did to him that he needed to apologize for. And it was really funny. So... Uh, now, the Usos actually ended up interrupting them and saying, um, and I quote, you guys got a tag team championship match at Extreme Rules because you're all out here hugging? 
So the Usos started hugging and thought, oh, well, now we can get to a tag team title shot. So it ended up with Paige coming out and saying that the main event was going to be Team Hell No against the Usos. And if the Usos won, they would be added to the Extreme Rules match as a triple threat tag team match for the tag team championships. Now, as much as it sucks, the Usos lost. So it will just still be a one-on-one match. Um, now, Jeff Hardy issued an open, an Independence Day open challenge for the United States Championship. Oh, man. Let me just say, the guy who answered is awesome. Yep, you got it. It was The Miz who answered, and now The Miz tried using the ropes to win the belt. And it was actually kind of funny because the referee caught him. Now, Jeff Hardy, um, he, you know, had the time to recuperate while, you know, the ref was dealing with The Miz for trying to cheat. And he ended up with getting the victory by hitting the swine tom bomb. Now, if you ask me, I absolutely love it when Jeff Hardy does that. Um, and it's uh, kind of crazy. Now, let's go into the live event that I went to. Now, first of all, this was my first time at the Garden, if you remember me saying that last week on my podcast. And I was so excited. I had a really good seat, so I was just in... Ugh, I just, I can't. There's no words. So we had our first, the first match was Bobby Lashley against Jinder Mahal. Now, that match was, eh, it was okay. It wasn't anything exciting. You know, you'd think, oh, you know, two big guys, they're going to, like, tear each other apart, blah, blah, blah. Mm, no, not really. It wasn't exciting. I didn't really care for it. But Bobby Lashley ended up with the victory, obviously. Now, the second match, we had a cruiserweight division match, and it was for the cruiserweight title. It was Cedric Alexander against Buddy Murphy. Now, that was the first time that I've actually seen Buddy Murphy. I did see Cedric Alexander wrestle before at a SmackDown show that I went to. Um, now, that was pretty cool. Uh, Buddy Murphy is actually a really good wrestler, and I give the guy credit. He came really close in this match, but did not get the victory. Cedric Alexander retains the Cruiserweight Championship. Now, as we're on this topic of Cedric Alexander, in my opinion, I think that it would be awesome to see Cedric Alexander take on Jeff Hardy between the high flying that they do and just, uh, I just think that that match would just be absolutely amazing. So I'm really looking forward to the future and hopefully, you know, we will be able to see that match before Jeff Hardy, you know, um, leaves. Now, then we had a tag team championship match 
And let's just say it was amazing. So it was the Deleters of Worlds against the B team against Titus Worldwide. Now, obviously, the titles did not change hands, and the Deleters of Worlds kept their championships, but it was really, really good. It was a great match, and I absolutely loved it. Now, the next match was just amazing. And it wasn't because of, you know, the, um, you know, just the way these women fight. It was because of the person I got to see. Now, Ember Moon got to team up with Bailey and Natalia. And I am a huge Ember Moon fan. And I think out of all the women on the Raw roster, Ember Moon is probably the most talented one. I'm not taking anything from, like, Sasha Banks or Alexa Bliss or even Mickey James because she is a vet, just like Natalia. But Ember Moon, this woman is just extremely amazing and so talented, and I just enjoy watching her wrestle every Monday night. And at this live event, I thought it was really cool. The second her music hit, I popped so hard. I'm not going to lie. Uh... So, with that being said, it was Ember Moon, Bailey, and Natalia taking on Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, and the return of Alicia Fox. Now, seeing Alicia Fox come back, uh, that was really awesome, and I, I think it was pretty cool. I do miss Ruby Riot, and she did sustain an injury at a live event, so sadly she was not there, because uh, then obviously it probably would have been the Riot Squad. But I, do, I did really miss uh, Ruby Riot. I think, seeing the whole entire Riot squad take on these girls. It would have been a little bit more interesting because Ruby Riot is a very talented woman, just like Ember Moon. So I think seeing all of them wrestle would have been great. But hopefully she has a quick recovery and she'll be able to come back. And that brings me to my next match. Now... The person I was sitting next to, the second Mojo Rawley's music hit, he goes, oh, we're probably going to see Mojo Rawley against Snow Way Jose again. And I'm like, I can't deal with another match, you know? For the past, what, three weeks, guys, we've seen Mojo Rawley take on No Way Jose. And do you know how just exhausting it is to see the same match? Well, the lights went off, and I went, holy shit, because I knew exactly who was about to come out. And, the, and the, the friend that I made that was sitting next to me, he goes, you have got to be kidding me. All of a sudden, it was absolutely glorious. Bobby Roode himself took on Mojo Raleigh, and guess what, guys? You're probably sitting here thinking, oh, of course, everybody knows Bobby Roode's going to win. Nope! Mojo Raleigh got the victory, which is absolutely amazing, and I think he is fantastic as a heel. Yes, I loved him as the hype bros, but hey, what are you going to do? It's actually kind of funny that I mentioned the hype bros, because on the other side of the arena, we had people chanting, we want Ryder. So there were a lot of people that, you know, obviously probably feel the same about the hype bros, and we do miss Zack Ryder, but I think Mojo Raleigh's absolutely amazing on his own. 
which is fantastic that he did get one of the biggest victories of his career because Bobby Roode is such a huge person in the industry. Now this brings me to my next match, which was for the Intercontinental Championship match. It was one of the matches that WWE revealed for this show. It was Seth Rollins against Dolph Ziggler against the amazing, gorgeous man of Finn Balor. <laughs> now, I absolutely love him, obviously. Everybody knows that because I posted about it. Anyway, so let's just say the, this was the a, a very exciting match with all of these guys. They're very talented, you know, and... Uh, I'm not going to lie, it came really, really close. You know, there were so many times where Seth Rollins could have, you know, um, stolen it back. And there were times where Finn Balor could have been the IC champion. Uh, now, it was just going back and forth and back and forth. And for a few times, I'm like, oh, this is it. This is it. You know, um, Dolph Ziggler hit the Famouser on Seth Rollins and Seth Rollins kicked out. Dolph Ziggler hit the zigzag, and he kicked out. Then, I believe Seth Rollins hit Dolph Ziggler with the curb stomp. And Dolph Ziggler kicked out. So, it was actually really crazy. The way these three just... It was like they just knew each other, and it was absolutely amazing. Now... Dolph Ziggler did end up with the victory, but it was kind of exciting to watch. Just the way everything happened and the the way these guys are, they're um, like I said they're actually uh, like absolutely extremely talented. And I'm not just saying that because I think they're, you know, all cute guys. <laughs> But I do think, you know, they have the potential and that's why they're in the WWE because if they didn't you know, God knows where they'd be. But I, um, you know, there was a uh, a moment at after the match was over, and Finn Balor and Seth Rollins did shake hands, which is great, which is a sign of respect for each other. Now, we had another 205 Live Cruiserweight Division match. It was the Lucha House Party against uh, one of the whitest guys I've ever seen. Jack Gallagher against Brian Kendrick and Gulak. So, uh, there really wasn't that much to say. Obviously, the Luchas are just extremely amazing. They're high-flying. They're just insane. And I absolutely just enjoy watching them wrestle with all the crazy moves that these guys can do. And, obviously, the Lucha House Party got the victory. Okay. This is a match that I really did not care for. I am a Nia Jax fan. But everyone knows how I feel about Ronda Rousey. This was Ronda Rousey's first match at Madison Square Garden. She had her debut at the Garden. Now, on to something that was exciting. Alexa Bliss was the special guest referee for this match. 
and she decided to come out and talk about um, how she thinks it would be best if there were two referees for this match. Someone who will call it down the middle. Yep, you guessed it, guys. Mickey James. Mickey James stood was in the inside of the ring, and Alexa Bliss was outside of the ring. And uh, I gotta say, these two ladies can know how to pull off a ref outfit. Anyway, so <clears throat> we all thought this would maybe turn into a tag team match because you knew everybody knew that you know Mickey James and Alexa Bliss would get involved somehow. Well, needless to say, these two ended up being knocked out by Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey. And we had another referee come out. Well, Ronda Rousey got the victory. Congratulations. No one cares. Anyway, this brings me to the main event, guys. And let me tell you, oh man, it was a six-man tag match. <sighs> Baron Corbin teamed up with Kevin Owens and Elias to take on Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, and the dead man, The Undertaker. Now, before I get into my emotional state of talking about The Undertaker and how I felt... This match was really good. Was really, really good. And I think that ever since, um, I believe I said this last week, ever since Baron Corbin, you know, I feel like he, he hasn't been wrestling as much as he used to. And uh, I think, you know, with a little bit of training, um, he got a lot better. And seeing it live, I think he did an amazing job. And I give the guy credit. Uh, Elias, Elias has been on fire, extreme fire, and I think the push that WWE is giving this guy is extremely amazing, and maybe, hopefully, one day, I mean, I wouldn't take anything from the guy, I think he deserves a title shot in the future, at least maybe this, uh, you know, first he can win, like, one of the little belts, you know, maybe, uh, end up with a tag team partner, not for nothing, but I think that, uh, you know, Baron Corbin and Elias would be great tag team champions. And that's just, you know, my opinion. I mean, I'm pretty sure other people might think otherwise. But I think those two would be a really cool tag team to see. Now, everybody knows that two years ago, Roman Reigns beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. And to see them team up it was absolutely amazing. And when when I, you know, saw The Undertaker come out, I, I had no words. No words. It was my first time at the Garden and my first time seeing The Undertaker. And it was just, I was speechless. I just couldn't believe it. I think the whole time I was sitting there, I'm like, oh my god, it's, it's the freaking Undertaker. Like, this is every fan's dream to see a legend, you know? I mean, out of everybody that was in this match, 
you know, The Undertaker was is a legend. He's amazing. And, uh, you know, just emotional. Very, very emotional. For me as a diehard wrestling fan, that was probably the highlight of, of you know, my life. I mean, I've met wrestlers, I've seen wrestlers at, you know, indie shows, and, I mean, shit, I've even seen freaking Kevin Nash at a wrestling show in New York, but there was nothing like seeing The Undertaker and his entrance, and watching him wrestle, and just sitting there like, is this really happening right now? Like, is this... This is a dream, and it, it wasn't, guys. It was, it was real, and uh, I'll, I'll never forget that moment. Um, probably the highlight of this year for me is seeing this. Now, at the end of the match, you had Roman Reigns and The Undertaker staring at each other, and I'm like, please don't fight. No, it was respect. And they and the Undertaker put his hand out and shook Roman Reigns' hand. Now that is respect, extreme respect in the WWE for you know something like that to happen. And I think it was just really amazing that it happened, especially at a live event for all of us to see. So that was. Uh, Extremely amazing, and I'm, I'm so glad that I was able to be part of that. Now, before I get into anything else, I would like to say that December 26th, yep, that's right, the day after Christmas, SmackDown Live comes to the Garden for the holiday tour. So, you should definitely be there, because I know I will be. Now, a friend of mine said... Oh, it would be really cool if you uh, answered questions. But he's, uh, he was the only question I got. So, he had asked me a really good question. And he said, In your debut show, you talked about Ronda Rousey. Now, with her four horsewoman teammates, Shayna, now, she is the NXT Women's Champion, and uh, I will tell you that I don't really watch NXT a lot, but I do watch the TakeOver shows. Uh, and I did watch her face, Nikki Cross, and let me tell you that I think she's absolutely amazing. No, I did not know that she was a part of the whole Ronda Rousey thing, because I don't give a shit about this woman. Sorry, I know I'm probably going to get a lot of heat. Oh, why don't you like her? Because I just don't give a fuck. Anyway, now, I don't know the other girls that WWE signed. And he did ask me also, um, you know, with the girls that he that WWE just signed that are a part of this. And uh, he asked me if I think they can adapt and change their styles in the WWE. Now, I personally think that everybody can adapt to their own styles in, in the WWE. Yes, but you have to work for it. 
you know? I know that uh, Ronda Rousey did a lot of the UFC, and she had a really shitty match and lost. And after that, I feel like it was, what, her career went downhill. But, uh, you know, according to her, WWE is where she always wanted to be. Now, I will say, seeing her live at the um, at the event on Saturday, she's, she's getting better. At each match that I see her wrestle, uh, I feel like she's getting better and she's adapting her way in. But if you think about it also... With Natalia being her coach, Natalia's trained most of the girls. I believe she actually trained the Bella Twins, too. And it's really hard to say. I don't know the other girls. I, and like I said, I've, I've, I saw the match with Shayna and Nikki Cross at NXT TakeOver the day before the Money in the Bank. So, I mean, it was amazing. It was a great match, and I think she's a very talented girl. But if you also know that Sonya De, uh, Sonya Deville, she has the MMA background experience, but she's amazing if you see her in the ring. So I think a lot of the women that come, o- uh, you know, over from doing all of that stuff, they can adapt to the wrestling. But you have to realize also, like, yes, I did talk about this last week. We all know that wrestling is like a skip a scripted thing. So I mean, you know, it's it's fake to a point. There are a lot of real injuries and stuff. Obviously, we have so many people injured right now. You know, um actually Fandango is actually one of the most recent ones and he's going to be gone for 6 months because his injury requires surgery. So there is a lot of, you know, injuries in the the, the business at this moment. And a lot of them won't be returning for at least six to nine months, and who knows, maybe even longer. Now, it's insane, um, going back to what I was saying, you know, I, I, I give Rhonda credit. There's so much hype, there's like so much hype about this girl. And oh my god, yes, Rhonda Rousey, she's, you know, in the WWE, that's great. But tell me, how many people who were not wrestling fans from the jump are now watching WWE because of Ronda Rousey and because of all these other girls that are going to sit here and be signed to come over that these people know. So we're going to get more fans, which is great, but if they're only going to support Ronda Rousey, why? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to take anything from the people who are fans of hers. Like, I'm not against any of you guys. But there were a lot of people at the wrestling show on Saturday who were wearing her shirts. And I just wanted to be like, so are you guys just fans of Ronda or are you fans of WWE? Because the second her music hit, everybody was standing up and it was just like, yeah, okay, how many of you guys are actually wrestling fans? Because I did see a few people who weren't even paying attention to the matches until Ronda came out. So I feel like the people that weren't even watching the the show until Ronda came out were the people that just, you know, really didn't give a shit for wrestling. Now, I I am a huge wrestling fan, and I do get very, very defensive when people say certain things. And I don't mean to, but it's because I've known the business 
and I get, you know, it just drives me nuts when people say certain things. But going back to answering my friend's question, uh, I, I, I believe, you know, that everybody can adapt to the wrestling business. And with enough training and enough hard work, they can, you know, they can make themselves um, something, you know. But, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see because I honestly can't sit here and tell you, oh, yeah, yeah, I think they can adapt and stuff. But I have to see it. I have to see them work hard to do it and I have to see them actually try you know, and not sit here and, and then be like, oh, let's, uh, you know, um, put them against this nobody. I want to see them go against the best in the business and see if they can work with the best in the business. Like Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair is one of the best in the business. And if they want to, I would love to see Ronda Rousey against Char- Charlotte Flair. I think that match would be amazing. That would be probably one of the biggest matches in Ronda's career in wrestling. But my thing is this. How much longer is she going to be in WWE? Because she wants to have a baby. She wants to start a family. You know, now that she's just recently married. Um, so I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. Well, guys, that's all we have today. And I'm, uh, I am really grateful for everybody who's listening to my podcast. Next week, stay tuned, as we will talk about Extreme Rules. Oh, yeah, Extreme Rules. Hmm, that's on Sunday. Wow, I almost forgot. So... I was supposed to sit here and tell you guys who my picks are. Well, guess what, guys? That's what I'm going to do for you. All right. So right now we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine matches. That's all I know of right right now. I don't know if WWE is going to add a match that we don't know about. Sometimes that happens. So we have Dolph Ziggler taking on Seth Rollins in a 30-minute Iron Man match for the Intercontinental Championship. Oh, man. I love both these guys. And like I said, I absolutely adore, you know, I I love Dolph Ziggler. Um, And I love him as the Intercontinental Champion. So I'm going to go with Dolph Ziggler on this one. I'm going to go with Dolph Ziggler. Oh, and this one's easy. Carmella against Asuka for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. I believe Asuka should get her first title. So I'm going for Asuka. But for some reason, I don't know, it's in my head with James Ellsworth, and he's just going to come out and fuck it up somehow. Then we have Team Hell No against the Bludgeon Brothers for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Go Team Hell No, all the way. The B Team against the Deleters of Worlds for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Go B Team. Yeah, I said it. Then we have the love of my life, AJ Styles against Rusev for the WWE Championship. 
Now, as much as I would love to see Rusev hold the WWE Championship, um, because it would be his first one, uh, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I really believe the guy is talented enough to, and he's come so far from where he started, and he, you know, the Rusev day, and he's gotten such a big push, but I can't vote against AJ Styles, I think the he's gonna retain, and I guess we'll just have to see what happened, but I'm going with AJ Styles. Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax for the Raw Women's Championship in an Extreme Rules match. Well, it's an Extreme Rules match. So, obviously, you know there's going to be... Mick, uh, Mickey James is going to be out there. Because then there's no disqualifications. So she'd be able to come out and probably help Alexa Bliss retain the title. And I'm kind of hoping that's what happens. <laughs> Go Alexa Bliss all the way. Bobby Lashley versus Roman Reigns. Yeah, I'm voting for Roman Reigns. I am a Lashley fan, but Roman Reigns is the dog, man. He's, you know, the guy. Uh, yeah, then we have the other love of my life, Finn Balor, taking on Baron Corbin. And I did say this earlier, that Baron Corbin is getting a lot better in the ring, and he's doing great, but I don't vote against Finn Balor, so go Finn Balor. And for the final match, you have the United States title match, which is Jeff Hardy against none other than the artist Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, now, I would love to see Nakamura win his first championship in the WWE. I would absolutely love it. I am a huge Jeff Hardy fan since day one, since the Hardys ever first started. But I believe that Shinsuke Nakamura deserves to have his first title. But I also think that Jeff Hardy deserves to retain. So I can't really choose anybody at this moment for this match. But I will reveal my, uh, the person I choose um, sometime during the week. I just need some time to think about who I want to win, to be honest with you. But that is actually going to be all we have for today. And I mean it this time, guys. <laughs> uh, so thank you so much for everybody tuning in and listening to my podcast. And this Saturday coming up, I will be at Warp Tour. I'm so excited. So we will finally get to have a music podcast. What I'm going to do is, instead of sitting here and talking like I do for wrestling, I'm going to go live on Facebook, and I'm going to be able to do like a little blog thing instead of doing the podcast for it. Uh, I will go live for, for, for some of the, um, you know, the, uh, oh my gosh, I almost said wrestlers. Wow, what a moment. Some of the musicians and the bands and stuff that play, I know Simple Plan's going to be there, and, and uh, a lot of my other favorite bands, which I'm really, really excited about. And I'm hoping that this uh, Saturday is just as much fun as the Saturday that just passed for me at the Garden. So everybody, you have a lovely day, and thank you so much for tuning in, but that will do it for the Rock and Wrestling Podcast. You guys have a great day. Bye.